That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Four. Five. I missed the four part. I'm sorry. It's okay. Did you, did you All right, I'll do it again. The, I did, did it on the on five. The, I, then that, it'll be fine. Okay. I'll stick it to that. All right, cool. <laughs> it's, it's never, it's never like actually mattered. But if you don't quiet down, I'm gonna have to put you in the travel cage. He's he's giving his co- his commentary. Yeah, yeah. There's an episode coming up where Sokka is like befriends like a Fire Nation the like hawk, Falcon. Yeah. Like he, he buys that hawk, and I was like, well, I don't care how much noise he makes, he's gonna be on for that episode. <laughs> hey, babe. Hey. Al, Al, babe, we got we got to record. We got to record an episode. Yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Great, cool. I'm. Uh, I know you it, know that already because you have the mic equipment set up and we're on a Zoom call and all that stuff. But Oh, really? Uh, I just like to do... I mean, this is no different from my daily setup for work. So, like, I, I just transitioned over. <laughs> I have one more thing to say. Uh, I'm Zach. And I'm Alex. And, and this is... My, my Cabbages! And that was our podcast. Yeah, so it's another day, another pod, and it's a great day, and this is going to be a great episode, folks, and that's because we are so lucky to have such a wonderful guest uh, and friend. Uh, Honey, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Yeah. Happy to be here. (laughs) Oh, we're so happy to have you. Honey is our new, like, fast friend. Uh, Oh, yeah, real fast. uh, (laughs) Last... Last week and uh, steady chilling, feeling the good friendship vibes. Oh, yeah. uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, do I do my introduction now? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to. Okay. Or, all right. I mean, you're also so wonderful. I mean, some people prefer to hand their bio off to someone else to read, like, you know, a oh, speaker okay. at a fancy conference. Like, <laughs> yeah, let me write something up for you guys real quick. Give me one second. <laughs> Honey, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, I, I'm Honey. Uh, I go by, I don't know why I'm looking at the camera. Like, <laughs> I'm Honey. I go by Honey Baby on, on Twitch. Uh, I really like Avatar. <laughs> and um, I just, I real like it. I do some stream stuff. I do some art stuff. And that's me, baby. Those are my yeah. all of my accomplishments. <laughs> you know what? Uh, our good friends out there in the Potiverse, uh, from uh, Zoe and Aaron over at uh, Laura Limpod, they always say they are two fangirls with uh, absolutely zero qualifications to have <laughs> uh, uh, Laura Olympus fan podcast, except that they just really love Laura Olympus. I, and yeah, I think that I is perfect. <laughs> and you know what? That just has that energy. And um, we had them on the show. They were great. We love them. We love Laura Olympus. Uh, we've already had that conversation with you. Another part <laughs> our, our fandom Venn diagrams over lab and so yeah no that's that's what we're here uh because if you were to ask me hey what is uh what is your experience with avatar what qualifies you to have a podcast and it's like 
well, uh, we had, there was a pandemic and we were at home for a long time. And I just so happened to have bought my partner, uh, a microphone for Christmas some like two months before. And we're like, well, let's, let's try something. Yeah. We're not going to release it. No one's going to listen ever. Yeah. This began as a, as a conversation we had where she was like, well, you know, we can't, we, we we're not going to release it. Right. And I was like, <laughs> We just rec- we've just recorded two episodes. What are we? Are we Stewie Griffin with our little like, handheld? <laughs> like, of course we're gonna release it. She's like, what? Nuts. Yeah, three seasons later. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. ADHD hyperfixation has finally gotten me somewhere, and that's <laughs> hey. lovely. <laughs> well, you know what? A lot of our listeners and us personally also uh, identify with that. So why don't you tell us? You said you love, love, love Avatar. Yeah. Why do you love Avatar? And uh, yeah, what got you into the fandom? Um, Honestly, like, I can't even remember when, like, Avatar came around. Like, it was just like, I just remember growing up and it was there. And I just, I remember Nickelodeon was, like, just releasing episodes kind of sporadically of, like, season one and two, and I was getting into it because what kid doesn't? Um, yeah, true. But I... Wait, Nickelodeon makes anime now? I'm in. <laughs> and I just, I loved it a lot, and I remember, like, I remember watching season three pretty sequentially, but I, the only episode that I ever remember Nickelodeon, like, actually promoting and advertising was the one where uh they go to the the sunken library and that was it like that was the only time like they just played the the episodes and like (laughs) for me like i just remember them playing the episodes all the time and i would just watch them whenever they were on yeah the story of my life everyone remembers the dope like ghibli ass owl that that uh, guards the library but nobody remembers that like appa gets taken at the end of that episode it's so so tragic You're like enjoying this like high 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 desert like D and D adventure, <laughs> the side quest that they're going on, and then at the end they just, you just get gut punched when they take Appa. I think that was the first time I had ever cried at like a piece of media. I was like nine years old and hadn't like wow. I had never cried at like a, a really sad movie or show or anything at that point. And then Appa gets stolen, and I was bawling my eyes out uh yeah <laughs> so we were releasing the podcast at bi-weekly and so i mean when the show originally aired you, you had to do it the week's week which was agony but also basically uh, a whole summer yeah was missing. we oh God, yeah. we went through it and it was oh now appa's like literally from may until september of last year there was no oppa and it was terrible and we called it the oppa drought and we had to support a uh, oppa support group on our uh um discord on our discord channel yeah, yeah. it got us through <laughs> really cute oppa memes you got it people were just posting oppa gifts all day every day i bought a stuffed oppa to help like with the cuddles and the uh, i bought the stuffed oppa and then i was like hey look what i bought <laughs> oh, that's right. It was a gift from the it was a best person ever. Thanks, babe. I love you. It was a gift that, like, you know, one of those gifts where you're like, I also want this, so I will use it too. So it is doubly <laughs> logical to get this gift. Logical. I think I got from Magfest. I got a the Appa plushie that I saw was too expensive. There was a Naga one right next to it for like fifty dollars, and it was like pretty big and well done and i think i have it packed oh away God. since my move but i now have a little naga plushie that is like 
like this big, you like this long. To, when you unpack that, it. send a picture of that to it's us so immediately. And then we will arrange a play date with our Abba plushie. <laughs> oh my God. And it, it's going to be great. Um, Get a picture of the two of them on the bar. <laughs> Uh, that's great well we the library is also a great episode we had our also as we uh, may or may not have mentioned already uh, our dear friend Christina who is also pod daddy she was on and was probably one of the first guests besides our other friend who was on for this uh, season finale of the first season Christina came on for the library because I'm like, oh, Harry Potter restricted section uh, <laughs> library that totally vibes, and it was the best one of the best episodes, and we had a great time. But yeah, we we invited her on thinking, oh, this is my b- favorite episode from childhood. This is also just like perfect, it's all these stars one. align. <laughs> and then uh, as we were talking, it was like. Yeah, like, you know, dude, I'm so happy you got me on for this episode. It's great. But, like, man, it's also ends on a bummer because <laughs> Appa guys like, oh, my God. And I had completely forgot about Appa. Oh, yeah. Sorry. He's moving the bird. Hold on. <laughs> I'm in the podcast alone now. It's my podcast now. I'm running the show now. <laughs> yes, you are. And, uh, hey, you look at me. Look at me. Sure. Look at me. Sure. I'm the host now. all right i mean this is like everyone from my stream knows that i am like super into avatar and will will talk about it at literally any given opportunity yes and they know all of my ideas about avatar and everything that i want from it and now i get to well eventually get to be like hey (laughs) y'all talking about this all the time got me somewhere (laughs) please (laughs) please go watch this episode (laughs) uh you know what you've already gotten somewhere you're adulting uh as best we can in this day and day world and that's something to be proud of Mm -hmm. hashtag boss babe yeah most you can ask for with six dollar gas prices so oh god yeah that's uh and baltimore is not the most walkable city uh no no it ain't. should be but it's not God, i didn't even think about that all the people that are tweeting about how like very right very rightly so that like the reason why they don't want you to continue to work from home is because it makes those giant skyscrapers that they put tons and tons of money into a bad investment mm-hmm. it's real uh, estate but, but it also probably has affected the gas companies i have to imagine so they Maybe. probably are in it's in their, their best interest to go back to work too. It's all a conspiracy. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, thanks for coming uh, to my TED talk. Hey, and you're, <laughs> yeah. How? Uh, I just, hey, you know what? The show made many of his activists. So, real tea corner is just that meme. Like the gas prices are too damn high. <laughs> Um, well, besides, uh, on Twitch, uh, you also, uh, just loved Avatar, uh, enough when we met you at a bar to just say, oh, hey, yeah, you know, and you were, you know, a friend of our also good friend from D&D, Brooke, mm-hmm. um, and, um, so we're just excited to have, uh, have you, uh, in both, because, you know, like, the, the Venn diagram of Avatar and then also D&D, the reason we, like, met to talk, uh, just so happened to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, just un- in- unprompted, out of nowhere, Honey's like, do you like Avatar The Last Airbender? <laughs> and we're like, 
I take a sip of my whiskey sour and sat it down the bar and I was what if I told you we loved Avatar so much we had a podcast <laughs> that talked about it all the time. Oh, and God. here we are. And here we are, a week later. I was trying to think of a of a clever way to say like meet cute, but like with a geek, like geek cute, but it didn't really geek work. Cute. That works. I think that works <laughs> a little bit. Right. Um, anyway. Anyway. Well. <laughs> we have an episode to talk about today. We do. It's a really great episode. There's there are no there are no bum episodes of season three. That's what I always say. Season yeah. three is pretty. I think season three might be my favorite season of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Well, it's there is solid. there is not a dull moment. Can I tell mm. you? I mean, even episodes that are about filler are like so prophetic about some character's <laughs> backstory, where you're just like, huh. Like, you know, we get the side quest with Sokka and his weep sword, and it's just <laughs> like. Okay, but Sokka totally needed this episode in order to, you know, become his character. and But it didn't necessarily contribute directly to yeah. the plot in that moment. It does later. He fell behind the spellcasters in the party level-wise, and they needed to give him some plot reason to, like, level <laughs> up to catch up. To be fair, I mean, Sokka learned, like, a fighting style from each nation and was probably, I, in my opinion, the most versatile of the group as far as, like, non-bending goes. If he, like, oh, if yeah. any of the other characters had to rely on their fighting abilities without their bending, mm-hmm. like, I think Sokka would have been one of the best. I also think that Sokka, just like, just like a bard in old school D&D, is, like, very utilitarian outside of combat as well. He's the only person in the party who thinks to be like, hey, we just saved your village. Can you, like, fucking feed us and give us some money, please? <laughs> like, he's the only one who thinks to do that, and I just love that about him. This podcast stands, uh, Saka, most specifically uh, Zuka, and uh, that's our favorite uh, ship. But we're open, we're, we're open here on cabbages. You know, there's, there's room for everybody in the cabbage patch. So, um, yeah, we're here. We're here to talk about the episode which is book three fire chapter six the avatar and the fire lord and it's time you learned my history with fire lord Susie. so for those who didn't do their homework it's okay we did it for you i didn't steal that from the restricted section um, that means we that means we, we we googled it right now like mm-hmm. right now like like you may have heard some clickety clacks that was it, alex yeah. actively googling this synopsis we do research after ang receives a vision from the pre- his predecessor roku and zuko receives a letter from iroh they each learn about the relationship between avatar roku and fire lord sozin their childhood friendship falling out, and Sozin's eventual portrayal of Roku to his death. Zuko discovers that Roku is his maternal great-grandfather. Iroh explains to Zuko that the legacy of the struggle between Roku and the latter's paternal great-grandfather, Sozin, lives on as a struggle between good and evil within Zuko himself. Woof. Well, I just saw a meme earlier today that said, oh, poor Appa, like, oh, it was posted actually to our Discord, and it was quite wonderful. Um, 
in talking about how Zo- oh, poor Appa holds the whole weight of <laughs> literally the entire sh- show and gang on his back. Yeah, it's it's a uh, um, underrated feat. Appa carrying half the Southern Waterbenders population, the entire Metalbenders population, the entire Air Nomads population, and the entire series on his back. <laughs> Good meme. Oh boy. I mean, really, I this episode feels really important because I feel like without it, Zuko, I don't think would have like really known to go back and like maybe side with the avatar. I feel like this was like a pretty big turning point for him and right. his character. Even though it doesn't focus on him entirely, like I feel like this was pretty pretty pivotal to his character about finding out who he is. Absolutely, cuz up until this point and like the tables haven't completely shifted yet, but you know, to the point where we just didn't in the beach the last episode uh with our friend Jason talked about how he has Zuko has this internal struggle where he has everything that he could possibly want. And then like, he's talking to his father. He has that relationship. He's back. Like he is heir to the throne once again, back in good graces, but he's still not happy. And it's going to constantly be at conflict in himself. Like until he really finds what he's looking for um but defined by himself like not by what people keep telling him what to do like he's done everything right he's done everything he should have uh and yeah it's like i think i don't know how we got here how why it took so long but we we did congratulations (laughs) zuko uh he already suffered from one case of character development this was the final final piece to to his art Zuko, I mean, you mentioned earlier how, like, you're like, God, it feels like such a ripoff. I remember, like, at least a whole season of Zuko, like, palling around with the, with the gang, but it turns out he's, like, literally 10 episodes. Yeah, it felt like a lot longer than it was, yeah. Yeah, but it's just all of the time between the first episode and the episode where he joins them is spent on this just really struggled and earned arc. It mm-hmm. just feels, it feels so right. It doesn't feel like mm-hmm. some like so, some kid kid show character was like, "Oh no, I realized that fr- having friends <laughs> is cool," and then they're better. Like Zuko truly reforms of his own accord, and it's hard because he makes that decision and then immediately goes back to the place where he was indoctrinated in the first place to get rewarded for doing so, and like. I don't know. It's just, it's an incredible, it's an incredible arc. And it was pretty, pretty wise of Iroh to like send out these letters because I think that this was like the turning point for Zuko of figuring out why he was unhappy. And I really don't think that like if Iroh hadn't made him research his own history, Mm -hmm. then I don't think that Aang would have learned firebending. Like I think that that chain of events would not have taken place, at least not in the same way that it did. Like, I think Aang yeah. would never have learned firebending. Zuko would have never gone to, like, be, you know, to join their team. I don't, you know, if Zuko didn't know that he had that connection to the past Avatar through these letters and through reading through his history, I don't think he would have, he would have ever gone there. I think he might have just lived in the Fire Nation miserably and then something else might have happened that turned him, but this was definitely, I feel, a big turning point for, like, a reason why he he was not destined for this life, specifically in the Fire Nation. Well, it, I think what it entirely boils down to is a very specific line that I'm going to say here, but I'm just going to play it in the episode. Are we the baddies? <laughs> and they have to, like, have this conversation. He's like, he's like, no, of course we're not the baddies. He's like, but we have skulls. 
on a helmet. <laughs> uh, and that's Zuko's coming to terms with. He's like, oh no, we are the bad guys. <laughs> oh no, we're the bad guys. Yeah, and I think it's really poignant in the beginning when we, like, on one side we have Aang, who, like, in media res, this episode opens up, and Avatar Roku in the house just dropping by and is like, <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, we're we're here. We're dreaming. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's go on a ride. I'm, I can show you the world. And yeah, really. they literally go on a magic dragon ride. He's like, he's like, Ang. I need to dump some specific ex- exposition on you. Hang on, <laughs> let me pull out my my tome of uh, DMs notes and start at <laughs> Article One. Ang's like, oh great, all right. Hang on, let me we fall asleep real fast i gotta know if like nickelodeon has a quota for their shows for like poop jokes because they're (laughs) like there's like at least like five a season and it's not just avatar like every other nickelodeon show during this time and cora too even when it's super out of place in cora like they still make a lot of poop jokes and there's just a part of this episode where ang (laughs) is just shitting himself casually (laughs) Which is a strange thing to watch. <laughs> I don't know if he shat himself. I I wonder you know if what? he just. But I think it's implied. <laughs> I well, at first I thought like he because he was doing something else in the spirit world that was not oh my God. that. I'm just, and- hold on. I'm it's hitting me in waves right now that <laughs> Ang may have actually shat his pants. <laughs> Because he like never even considered. He he pauses. Like, hold on, hold on, no, everybody, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I never once considered that he actually shat his pants. Because he's like, like he's not doing anything in the spirit world. They right. cut to him just riding on the dragon. He doesn't look like he's pooping in the spirit world, but like in the material world, yeah, it just shows his him body's squatting. Like. <laughs> And everybody's watching. He does it in front of people. He does it. People watch him do this. People watch as he just shits his pants and then goes back to like he talking, like, like meditating. He like wakes up and he's like, he's like, I think the vision was about French. Oh, oh god! Oh no! It's everywhere. I love that spell, you guys. Sokka had to confirm. Uh, oh yeah. There are no bathrooms in the spirit world. Yeah, which is- <laughs> yeah, that's, and I'm realizing like retroactively that that's what that line meant is like, oh, that's just. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you think they checked? Do you think that they were like, maybe we should, <laughs> like, before he gets back, like, maybe we should change his pants for him real quick. I, just like. <laughs> I mean, you, I, you, they'd be able to smell it, right? I they'd guess just be so. like, Oh yeah, no, yeah, that's that's what happened. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Oh my god, the amount this group takes care of this little boy, so, like. <laughs> but like, can you imagine, like, in a monastery or like one of the air temples where there's monks like in mass that are meditating and that are like in the spirit world? Yeah. <laughs> Do they just all Do evacuate? Do they mass yeah. evacuate? They're bowels like it reminds me that seat that's actually you know what in dune in dune in the new season of dune or in the movie where they are all doing that those sacrifices and they have the weird like throat singers that are doing that really mad chant and it oh, is the, a vibe it is a the vibe har- the harkonnen <laughs> yeah it is wild uh, it turns out they're all just, you know, they're trying to hit that that brown note to get themselves to all have just like a mass evacuation of their bowels. That's what that is. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. And uh, they got it from Avatar. 
<laughs> when Avatar, when the monks in Avatar, when they when they go on like spirit journeys, they have to like they go on a like a three day colon cleanse to just oh like get oh, yeah, rid to make of sure everything. it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's rude if you. It's like considered impolite if I you mean, don't like colon <laughs> cleanse before you take a sabbatical in the spirit at world. At least if uh, anything, <laughs> Ang's Ang's poo is gonna be pretty pretty solid because he is. A vegetarian, and I like to think that he lots has of a lots of fiber. Yeah, exactly, lots of fiber. <laughs> Listen, he's guys, pretty regular. Ang just got Ang just got his HTC Vive, and he's really excited, and he doesn't <laughs> want to like take it off and go to the bathroom. So like, oh he just wears a diaper. It's not weird. It's not weird. It's not he weird. gets to guys, game. It's not weird. <laughs> if he gets to game more effectively, okay, he doesn't have to get up. To take care of business, he can just keep slaying orcs in whatever game he's playing. I just, I don't understand how Katara could still, still have an attraction to this boy <laughs> after watching him shit himself and then He'd sit wake on up it. and she'd be like, oh, I'm good forever. Great, thanks. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I've had not like the, cl- not this exact experience, but a tangential experience. I was, or- okay. I was older, albeit. But I've mentioned, you know, we've mentioned, like, dating in past lives, uh, dating exploits that our past selves may have engaged in. And um, one of um, my exes who we were dating in when I was in my freshman year of high or college, and we were on a trip, he got, we were ice skating, he slipped on the ice, got a concussion, and we had been on vacation, we had arrived literally within two hours. We had just gotten there on a Friday night, it was before dinner, we're like, let's go for a quick ice skate. And this happened. So everyone else, all of our friends and their parents go to uh, the nice dinner reservation that they have where my dad and I, uh, follow the ambulance to the local emergency room. It's a very scary experience. And while we're there and he's coming to, and, uh, at one point thought that he was still like in his home state, like not in the mountains of North Carolina. Like it was, it was a wild ride, but at, when he was coming to, he had to, I guess, you know, use the facilities and the nurse had given us a bottle. And when he said, I have to pee and declared it very matter of factly. (laughs) And my father looks over at me and says, well, are you going to take care of that? (laughs) Because I'm not. Well, I'm not going to sit here and hold my boyfriend's uh, penis in front of my father. God bless, like, this man's soul at the time. Like, he's in a very vulnerable state, I understand. <laughs> but uh, I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna let the nurse handle this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, Hold on, Joy, I'm gonna have please. to call your parents while I uh, call them uh, and explain to them why I'm calling from an ER in uh, Boone, North Carolina. Maybe that's why, like, Katara and I did stay together. And it's like, she's like, <laughs> You're not going to find anyone else who will watch you shit yourself and then help you clean it up afterwards. (laughs) Like, I am the only one who would do that for you. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's love there. Things we do for love. Guys, guys, Aang shat his pants. I'm still not over this. (laughs) Well, and that's, um, hey, y'all. I'm going to bring it up again. It's going (laughs) to It was the shit heard round the world. Oh we get uh, it was clean too. He just did one push <laughs> and then it was done. <laughs> it done. was done. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. All right. 
All right. <laughs> so, so we get this flashback about uh, one of the two characters, the Zoe says, uh, oh, uh, Roku. Roku and Zozen. Zozen. Right, yeah, of course. Yeah, but one thing I wanted to mention before we get cut to their scene is when Roku, or when Zuko... God, R- Roku and Zuko, that's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. Zuko gets the uh, message or, like, is starting to question, like, oh, it's, like, sees, like, in the halls of the palace, the old paintings to all the old uh, fire lords before him. And Azula makes a very cruel joke about when it's his turn to get sit with for a portrait when he becomes Fire Lord to make sure they get uh, Zuko's good side. And it's just like, well, fuck you, Azula. But at the same time... Uh, She's just they- so targetedly cruel. She's she like knows, laser precision. She knows his weak point. She 360 no-scopes She Zuko. She knows exactly where to hit him, where it hurts. Like- Death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> and he, like, unprompted, too. Like, he's just chilling, watching him, and Azula's like, hey, by the way, you have a giant scar on your face. Make sure they don't paint that. Like, <laughs> she's so rough. She's so brutal. <laughs> She'd make it into, like, one of those YouTube, like, best takedowns compilation <laughs> It's like videos. She, she is just like Regina George. It's you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, are you sure? She's just a mean girl. You can't wear. You, you can't sit with us. I'm sorry. You're, <laughs> you're wearing pink, and um, it's not Wednesday. Those rules aren't real. They were real that day I wore a vest because that vest was disgusting. You can't sit with us. I oscillate between thinking that Azula doesn't understand uh, human connection and emotions to her just enjoying suffering. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. For sure. I mean, she is a sadist. I mean, I mean, she, I think she's a little bit of both because she also like you know, I think herself like tries to cause herself intentional pain just to see if she can feel anything, which is nothing. God. Well, it's it's like uh, you know when you're training a bird. I don't know why I would know anything about this, um, <laughs> but when you're training a bird, you have to understand that a bird does not understand the difference between positive drama positive attention and negative attention it's all just attention so yelling at them when they do something you don't like is a great way to get them to do it more because they're like, oh i made a big noise like that was great <laughs> that was super exciting let me see if i can press that button again <laughs> um and i feel like azula is potentially the same way she just like is after glory and she doesn't care if it's like positive glory or like infamy i feel that i think she she definitely understands on a more complex scale than birds. I think she definitely yes. <laughs> understands, <She's> like... <laughs> very smart like, Definitely understands people's emotions a Are little Are you bit. calling my bird a dummy? Now listen <laughs> <laughs> On, like, a bigger scale that she knows people enough to rip them to shreds. Like, it seems yeah. like she's very much in touch and can pick out your insecurities pretty quickly. True, yeah. To like, just tear you apart. She only ever uses her empathy as a weapon, though. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which is why um, I know on the last episode we said we stand Tizula, and I do like them in theory as a couple, but also that would be a real, some, I read a tweet somewhere about someone yeah, saying, like, it would like, be a pretty toxic be, relationship. It's a very toxic relationship, and so. It would be like, uh, it'd be like, like, um, uh, Jasper and, and Lapis. That's what it would be like. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Feel that. That's rough. <laughs> it's a rough that's, one. that's rough, buddy. That's rough, buddy. (laughs) 
And here we are. So yeah. Um, yeah. And one thing that's re- also stuck out to me is how when after Zuko heals his wounds, uh, like cauterizes them from Zula's like pins and needles, uh, he, <laughs> she, he's like, let's talk about Avatar, uh, Roku and Sozin and like, hey, like whatever, like happened to. He famously waited for the comet, later renamed Sozin's comet and used its power to launch his full-scale invasion of the world. In the end, he died a very old and successful man. But how did he die? Didn't you pay any attention in school, Zuko? And Don't you just fucking like, read, Zuko? What the hell? Yeah, but also... <laughs> Do you how, even read, nerd? But then, like, we see, like, throughout the course of this episode, and I'm sure we'll get to it, but just in general, uh, how that's juxtaposed with the, what the actual written and learned experience that mm-hmm. Zuko eventually uncovers, um, mm. and seeing how that has been intentionally curated, and we also saw a few episodes ago with Aang, where Aang goes to school for the day, and fire and the curriculum in these schools, and how it's mm. all about personifying and putting the Fire Lord in like the best possible mm-hmm. light. And yeah, so intentionally left out of the narrative. <laughs> it was pretty interesting too that like Sozin, even when he was writing in his entries about what was going on, mm-hmm. did not even paint himself in the best picture. Like he he definitely talks about how much like Roku was his best friend and he, you know, that he had all these plans, but like He's pr- he's kind of blunt with like yeah. it's like yeah I'm gonna betray my best friend. Sorry, I, I, <laughs> I think on some level you know that maybe implies that he had regrets potentially. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Christina is here in spirit this episode because Zuko literally goes to the restricted section <laughs> to learn more about this story. Yeah, and where does that lead? So Zuko, Zuko, first of all, Zuko has this parchment that he's given. It's this little letter. And he's like, ah, oh, what does it mean? And he like tosses it on a candle or on a, on a lantern. And, uh, like a thing like appears on it. And the thing, and it's just, a like, secret message. A, how did this parchment not catch on fire? Like these lamps definitely yeah. look pretty hot. <laughs> and B, there is no B. I don't know why I started with an A. I think, anyway. I think B is how did Iroh get invisible ink in prison? Um, and paper. <laughs> how did that happen? I mean, he must, he must have like allies, I guess, but it's a little far fetched. But I'm sure also like some of, the, depending on some of the meals that he's getting, like he may be able to like, cause you can make a very simple, um, invisible ink with like milk and, oh, um, okay like some other ingredients um well la- so last a few episodes ago we have that thing where like um the hawk gets like they just put the letter in the tube and they, they don't even write anything and they're just like oh my god the avatar's alive and they just grab a piece of paper that clearly it's already <laughs> written on like they have a go-to like the avatar's alive letter <laughs> that they're supposed to send maybe maybe iroh had this like prepared mm. and he had the white lotus deliver it to them like Ooh. i think t- I think Iroh is potentially still in contact with the White Lotus in prison. Oh, like there's people in the White Lotus oh, that yeah. are in the Fire Nation with him? That would mm. make sense, yeah. Either that or, like, there's other... He, even though he's isolated, there's has to be, like, contacts, like, whether it's a guard or, like, someone on the inside that, right. you know... I, I mean, I, I feel like it's pretty possible. He's able to have visitors. Yeah, I feel like it, it makes sense that the Fire Sages probably some of them are part of the white lotus too since they're that all scans. pretty old yeah that's scans. that scans i like that theory i like that theory 
They're like the, they're like the Freemasons. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, how... So we, we get the flashback and the story of Zuko and... Or, God damn it. Roku and... <laughs> Roku and Sozin and their best let me tell you about my best friend (laughs) like they are best buddy old pals you've got a friend in me like babe you have to like make a best friends like mashup here (laughs) they're like the uh, like macaroni to their cheese like the peanut butter to their jelly yeah yeah I'm the chocolate to your peanut butter wait I thought I was the jelly to your peanut butter wait stop (laughs) I'm the birds to your bees wait hold on a second what other plans do you have for this week today oh i've been going through what my best friend he's like 34 and he hasn't seen any of the twilight movies oh my god that's gonna be experience (laughs) we just watched new moon last night and twilight the day before so we're like working through the next three together oh. but he you is have reacting. to let us know how yeah. that goes he's reacting exactly the way you would expect a full-grown adult man to react to such content <laughs> hey when you see jack uh or um uh jackson rathbone on there be like hey my boy is uh, he He's what, what, that's what did I miss? What did I miss? What talking about uh, Twilight now? Twilight <laughs> and how uh uh Honey's friend is getting a trial by fire with the uh, Twilight movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I think he likes them. He wants to keep watching them, so he likes <laughs> he likes them enough to keep to keep going. <laughs> Sometimes I like something even though I know it's bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm that and way that's, with Ghost that, Adventures. The thing is called uh, Once Upon a Time. Oh boy, <laughs> that's not what I was expecting you to say. You know, my like captain firefighter retired like grizzly dad really was into once upon a time he would like watch it very quietly like he he didn't <laughs> say anything about it it was just like every you know whatever day it came That's on weekly adorable. like he was he was there watching each episode and my mom never questioned anything about it she was just like i'm just gonna let him have his once upon a time he, he has like a, a, a tube tv in the corner <laughs> yeah. that he's like huddled around <laughs> Trying to like, block out the sound. I'm just gonna give him the living room for an hour. <laughs> while I love he watches this story <laughs> so much. Now I'm wondering if it's did was your dad so captivated by the story that that happened, or he just picked know. the most out there show that he knew neither you nor your mom would watch, and we're like, <laughs> I get the living room for an hour, and <laughs> like, I will watch he, like, this show. He said and- nothing about it. My mom and I had never watched it. We never said anything about it, that we wanted to watch it or anything like that. Like, he just, my mom just found him one day watching it and then noticed a recurring pattern every <laughs> Walked week in of on him. him watching it. And she was Walked never like, him what's as if this? He was looking or why? At- yeah. Like, what's this? Why are you watching this? She was just like, all right. I'm just going to let him As if it. he was look- <laughs> looking at porn. He, like, turns around. He's like, I can explain. <laughs> Back to Avatar. Oh, that's so, funny. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Sozin and yeah, we're on we're on a tangent. One um, of those tangents. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's just like we go on this episode with Aang, and he's on a dragon, and like, but no. Uh, <laughs> when Roku and Sozin were getting their backstory, and like, yeah, they're best buds. They share a birthday, and all you is think- well and good. Do you think Roku can smell it in the spirit world? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Coming back to Aang. 
No, we're not. We're not doing all this. Right, we're not right, doing we're this. I'm sorry. I had... Like, Nothing okay, to so... see here, folks. Let's keep moving. This part of the museum is off under construction. The Roku and Sozin, like, birthday thing seems so odd to me. Because they're... I don't know if they say exactly how old they're turning, but it looks like maybe, like, 17, 18 by, like, their body. Just the way that they look. Sure. But, like... I find it weird that they waited so long to tell Roku that he was the Avatar. Yeah, I thought so too. And what was their what was their like figuring out process for that? Because with Aang, it was Alex, like I asked the same question. Alex yeah. asked the same exact it was question. Like, with, yeah. with Aang, it was like they knew that he was the Avatar because of the toys that he picked when he was a kid were the same as all the other past air nomads. Which is avatars. really similar to how in Tibet, that's how they yeah. tra- choose a Dalai Lama. That makes yeah, sense. Exactly. Yeah. So like, is it the same for the Fire Nation? And also, but that brings up another qu- point with Aang, which, which is like, why did they wait so long for him too? Like until he was 12 instead of like, like, did they do they want these people to have childhoods where they don't think yeah, about it, it? Like, it seemed like in the episode, I, f- I feel like it was in the first season or the second season. They, they flash back to when Aang is still like being tra- taught by Mike, uh, Monk Yatsu, and they talk about how like it's too early. Like, we oh, they shouldn't right, have told him yeah. so early. Like, they mention how early it is that they have to tell Aang because like they know war is coming. Interesting. So maybe it's like with every avatar, they try to, maybe that's the whole birthday thing. Like they mm. wait until they're like 18 or of age, like adults. Right. They wait until they're adult. And or it could be that, them. it could be that like in the Fire Nation, they just do things differently. Yeah. Well, I think it's wild that they wait that long. And then the people, the, the avatars have no idea that they're the avatars because we see with Korra that she's like kicking around rocks and firebending yeah. and water when she's like, shitting in diapers like she she's just going crazy with all four elements and like none of the past avatars knew they their whole lives she like busts through the door and she's like i'm here i'm (laughs) queer i'm the avatar get used to it oh god but that's such core energy too uh oh yeah i can't wait to get like i'm not waiting for anybody i'm just Yeah. yeah (laughs) <laughs> can't wait can't wait to get to that's that. why i like that ang and cora are such different people i think it <laughs> speaks to the strength of those decisions yeah um but what i was gonna say is i feel really bad for roku this episode because every single like event like throughout his life is somehow interrupted i feel like he's taylor swift at the grammys and is just like getting or the mcv awards (laughs) whatever getting like that award and uh kanye west comes up and like hold up a minute (laughs) beyonce had the best (laughs) roku or uh sozin you have been a great birthday and all and i'm gonna let you finish (laughs) <laughs> but your friend is the avatar, bitch. <laughs> but then it's later in the episode and, you know, they've had their moments and he's gone off. He's done his training. He's had, we have our training, standard training montage. Uh, and he's getting married to this girl who, Tymon, who they flirted and there was, you know, a lifelong kind of crush, which is super cute. Uh, but when it's at his wedding and, <laughs> So it's like, hold on, I told you I wasn't going to talk politics at your wedding, but let's, uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. can I talk to you? Have you later. ever heard about world domination? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Roku or Sozin be like, I promise that I promise I won't talk politics at your wedding. Three drinks later. I've been thinking hard about the state of the world lately. <laughs> poor poor Roku can't enjoy any it's like if he ever I'm not sure I mean clearly Roku had kids, so I don't even wanna yeah. know. Like is is there some like person that barged in on his wife like having their kid and they're like i'm going to dispose upon you the three <laughs> wishes like every, some yeah, every memorable moment of his life is like interrupted yeah. by something <laughs> yeah oh my god man i i don't know if they talk about it in like the comics or in any of the like written books because i know they did a book on kiyoshi and everything that she did in her lifetime i don't know yeah. if maybe they'll address it in the avatar ttrpg with roku but I noticed, like, while watching this episode, that Mams did not have any accomplishments as the Avatar, except for saving his home island from the volcano eruption. But, like, I guess they just don't touch on it because it's a quick episode. But, like, yeah, cause he they said doesn't do anything. He doesn't prevent well, a war. He, I guess it's peacetime. It's peacetime so. during most of Roku's... Like, or at least he's you know, he's gone. he's trying to stave it off, right? And so we get the scene where he's going out and about doing his business, and then he sees in the Earth Kingdom a colony, and immediately goes to Sozin. And this is after you know he tried to sell him on world domination <laughs> uh, at his wedding, and was just like what are you doing? This is clearly out of line. Like you, and do- it's his first like test as the avatar or like one of them right like um and he's able to beat the living daylights out (laughs) of sozin and then it's like 25 years later and they don't speak and so then he's an old man living on this island so i would like to think in that 25 years there's something that he well so honey have you seen my hero academia i've seen the first couple seasons yeah uh, More than me. <laughs> what's what's the kid with the fire and the ice? Was that like Kuroki or something like that? Todoroki. Todoroki. I, thank you, Todoroki. Well, cor- I don't know if that's correct. I'm, but- <laughs> I believe that is. It sounds right to me. Okay. <laughs> um, like it has very like those vibes. These like big big fights. I think it's really cool in this episode that we get to see something that we haven't really seen at all yet, which is an avatar at their peak. And we don't really get to see it much in Korra either. Like, even in a final season, I feel Korra is, has not reached her peak. Like, mm-hmm. they're both still, like, like teenagers. Right. Um, and so, like... It follows him over 12 years and how he's able to master all of the elements. Right. When he storms in on Roke, on, um, on Sozin, he's like, yo, don't challenge me. Like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna go how you think. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, bruh. This is like anime as fuck, that moment where he's just like, yo, don't do this. Like, I will destroy you. And then he does, and it's just so satisfying. <laughs> I think it's funny how, like, a lot of political disagreements are just settled with a duel. They yeah. like, <laughs> It's Game of Thrones trial by combat every time. There's no, like, my people talk to your people, nothing like yeah. that. It's just like, we're gonna battle it out and see how it goes. And that decides who's morally correct in this Like... But Roku just comes in, and there's, I guess there's no security force at all. Like, Sosa's just <laughs> by just himself. Sosa's just chilling there, and Roku's... I don't know if Roku... But yeah, what did he do with the people that were probably guarding the temple? Do you think, like, they just let him in? 
He was like, yeah, oh, you're the Avatar. Avatar. Roku. Yeah. Please go. I go know you look very in. angry and upset, but please go right in. I'm sure it's fine. Go off, queen. Like, and also it felt like the, the increments of time were so far apart from each other. Like, it felt like Roku just like fucked off to his island and just lived there for years and just yeah. like dealing was like fought fought Sozin was like, hey, listen. <laughs> hey. Don't do it. Knock it off. Stop <laughs> it. Like, so you no. stop it, you. He like squirts him <laughs> no. with a water bottle. He's like, stop it. Stop it. Just, just stop it. I'm not going to come back for another 10 years. <laughs> I'm literally so not going to come back. Not. If you do anything, I won't come back. And I will not know. <laughs> nobody. Why, why does nobody tell him, too? Like, there's yeah. no one in the Fire Nation that's like, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> Chaboy is a... Uh, <laughs> Leading the army and killing people. <laughs> to be fair, Roku was probably a really good dad. It sounds like because he was neglecting his avatar duties entirely, not mm-hmm. even paying attention to them at all, that he was probably hanging out with his family all the time and probably giving them the best lives. Unlike also- us other avatar <laughs> that we know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he could have prevented a war. A little bit. He could have a little bit prevented it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he could have. He could have been more useful than dying on a volcanic island that the people had already mm-hmm. been evacuated from. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was that, like, why is he still fighting it? Breakdown for me. I was like, your people are safe. Like, get the fuck off get the out. island. Why what are you, are you doing? trying to prevent a natural? Why are you trying to prevent a volcanic eruption? All right, if everybody's already like dipped yeah why are you still there and it's a very is... anime uh, attitude where he's just like no i will win <laughs> i have two i have only two things about this the first is a to give people time fleeing because a it looks like a pretty decent sized settlement and like true, yeah. if we know anything about history like pompeii yada yada like you know there was very little time that people had to evacuate so yeah. ma- like giving them as much time as you know, giving Captain Planet as much time here to, like, do what he can to, like, save the town. Yeah, but also, uh, Sozin says, as he's narrating while Zuko is reading his scrolls in his crypt, in the, uh, what is it? Oh, fuck. What is the name of this dungeon? I have to look this up. I'm sorry. And Oh, it's the Dragon Bones Catacombs. Yeah. Yeah, the Dragon Bones Catacombs, which is the most D and D as fuck so name cool. <laughs> I've ever heard. I'm totally that's stealing a, that. Um, that's a fifth. That's a fifth level module. Um, <laughs> it's really, it's really well balanced, honestly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, as Roku's like going on and he sees it, it's like a hundred miles away. Um, and he knew like that's how m- m- big of an explosion or of a. a eruption this was from this volcano so if i were these people fleeing in the closest land is a hundred miles away and they're in fucking rowboats like that that might be a problem that makes sense yeah but also then like within like who knows how long sozin's able to lickety split over on his dragon so they're yeah, like I also th- what's stopping <laughs> okay my theory is breaking down this is like with the eagles and the lord of the rings and it's like wait why why couldn't have sozin just flown or, or why couldn't have roku just flown over on his dragon and yeah we're good oh my god <laughs> Or at least, like, I don't know, Dragon wraps his tail around some of the boats and just pulls them along. At the very least, like, there was, God. there was, 
I I just don't know. He stayed there for so long. Maybe they're like Sisu. Maybe they're like maybe his maybe Fang was like a, a, not a strong swimmer. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I just can't believe that like he knew this was happening, and just each time he knew it was happening, he just stopped in every ten fifteen years to be like, "Hey, you better not." <laughs> hey. I'm gonna don't, go don't now. Don't you do it. He just like <laughs> literally he just shows up at the ten year mark and leans into leans into Susan's door and just does the like the like neck <laughs> move. Oh my god! But I mean, I guess it speaks to like how much they loved each other as best friends, but also how deep the rift was. Right? It was such mm-hmm. a big. It was such a big rift. That- this is the story of my best frenemy, Susan. <laughs> Um, oh my god an- one thing another piece of the story that I liked is when we're getting the training montage with Roku and uh, he's recounting to Aang as they're going through the spirit world and he's like oh yeah by the way monkey Yatsu yeah we were butts uh, and <laughs> he like he name dropped name drops Yatsu like Aang name drops Heibai he's like oh I know Heibai listen <laughs> Have you spoken to Heibai? I just assume all spirits know each other. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be stereotyping. <laughs> oh, my God. I still am just stuck on, like, I keep looking at my notes. And, like, one of the first ones that like, keeps coming up. And, like, I keep looking at it. I put multiple question marks after it. <laughs> it It's still anxious. Like, it's still him shitting <laughs> his pants. He's <laughs> just, like, what do they do? Oh. Why? I... Did they just need to fill the time? Like that's like, <laughs> is there a quota? Is there a quota for poop jokes? Like you know that meme of like of like uh, Mister Incredible like getting more and more like deep fried as it goes like darker and darker. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like that, but at the bottom of it is Ang shat his pa- like realizing that Ang shat his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I shat my pants. I thought that I had everybody on my side, but I went and blew it all sky high. And now she won't even spare a passing glance. All just because I <laughs> my pants. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I mean, we get fart jokes. I mean, my favorite fart joke is when uh, Iroh is sitting in the hot tub and is trying to get Zuko to come in. He's like, nah, and we're like, wait, like, you know, and then he gets out and the bubbles <laughs> stop and we're like, whoa, like, is this like Shrek? Just and lighten it up in there. Is like, this like, like Shrek? And I mean, because his arms are out here. Like, how is okay. he like boiling this water? Is I, it just I, through I, his skin? No. Let's be real. Okay. Let's yeah. be real. Firebenders lighting their farts on fire is a whole new level of lighting oh, yeah. your farts on fire. I'm sure I've, I'm sure Iroh can just dispel super hot gas. Do you think they can just do it at will? Like they don't need to use their hands or anything. It just it's I don't know, just that, there. That explosion, the combustion man can like blow can just things do up. It. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to make a make a motion. Oh boy. Oh my god. Why there's so there's so many poop jokes in this show. Like so many. <laughs> And in Korra, it just feels so out of place. It do- yeah. like it comes out of nowhere in Korra, but in this one, there's like it. It really is like a couple of seasons where they, it's just like this is our fallback. I know that the studio that did 
the keyframes for Avatar was right next door to the to the team that was working on SpongeBob. Like they were good sense. friends with them, <laughs> and like they did events together and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and it's like I think they bleed into each other a little bit once in a while. <laughs> I I think on a more emotional note for this show or for this episode, there was a part. And I, I now I keep mentioning Korra, but like there's a part that comes up in yeah. Korra because of this episode, and it's Roku's yep. line of Some friendships are so strong they can even transcend lifetimes. <gasps> and then Toph at the end is like, Do you really think like friendships can last lifetimes? And Aang is like, I don't see why not, or like something along those lines. And then in Korra, she's like mm-hmm. Hey, Twinkle Toes. Like, oh, it just, oh yeah. my gosh. It's so, it's rough. It's rough, but also it's so sweet. It's so wholesome. I love it so much. What a powerful line, too. It has, like, I feel like it doesn't have any hold in our lives at all. But, it, like, mm. in this show, like, it's just so, it's so nice. I was just thinking about this. Like, in our world, pretty much all, like, religion or or mysticism or magic is in some way based in faith because mm-hmm. a lot of it is not you can't you can't scientifically measure it mm-hmm. but in avatar it's like no we are what we our culture is 100 percent positive beyond a shadow of a doubt that reincarnation mm-hmm. is a thing we know right. it's a thing right happens all the time it's just normal uh and that must change the way you view something like that as a society mm-hmm. When you have, like, tangible evidence that, like, mm-hmm. this this is the way our world works. Like, I feel like there's probably... Yeah, when it's not like, oh, the, the spirit world, that ain't real. Instead, it's, oh, the spirit world, we don't fuck with that shit. Yeah, <laughs> we don't mess with that. <laughs> it's not even like, oh, that's just a myth, that's just a legend. It's like, no, uh-uh, yeah. we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't go there. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't, yeah. we don't mess with that, with that life. It's scary there. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to mention this way earlier, but when yeah, when when Zuko puts the th- the paper over the over the lantern, it doesn't catch fire. It got me thinking that probably in the Fire Nation they have fire resistant everything there, including fire resistant paper. Yeah, I bet they have fire resistant <laughs> paper in the Fire Nation because like oh you have people God. shooting fire out of their hands all the fucking time. Oh, you can't yeah. like. You can't have your kid practice fire and firebending and burn your house down. You have to make it out of something that doesn't burn. Everything Especially, is fire is hard it. Like yeah. what what are they doing here? Like what witchcraft are they doing to make all everything the, their paper, their grass, their clothing, their doors, their furniture, everything fireproof. Yeah, when they were when they're like practicing in the yard and they're not like destroying the lawn <laughs> as they're <laughs> practicing firebending. It just it, it turns out it's just astroturf. <laughs> They wear like a lot of like like silky clothes and just yeah. you know yeah yeah and metal a lot of metal which seems like a bad idea yeah just from like a D and D standpoint of heat metal but and then there's also like Fire Ember Island or Ember Island and most of the buildings there are made out of wood and we see how badly that goes really quickly yeah. as soon as they get there <laughs> that is just a bad idea all around yeah it seems like it seems like maybe it's a it's a it's a it's a class thing like maybe the lower classes houses are all made of wood and stuff uh and like the fire nations like top people they all get to they all get to make it out of stone oh we have a kitty visiting 
There's a yes, kitty cat. He's, he's come to say hi. Oh my! <laughs> hi, Bobby. Hello. He's he hasn't said anything yet, but I think he very much wants me to take this sweater off of him. Oh, baby. <laughs> I can't, bud. You're gonna start yelling. We had a. We're um, so close to being done, bud. Just keep going. <laughs> we have a we have a harness. We tried to put on her because we like. She loves being out on the on the deck, mm-hmm. but oh, there she is. <laughs> Someone, else, Someone else wanted to come and say hi. Hi, Kate. This is Phoebe. <gasps> Belly. This is Phoebe. It's either that or the bird. <laughs> um, she is He's a bar. <laughs> she is a barbarian. Uh, yep. cat person and. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah, a uh, uh, tabixi, and she, calico yep. variety. Uh, yeah, and she loves life. Right, Phoebe? <laughs> what are your opinions? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Phoebe, Phoebe, everybody! Were you trying to ask her her opinions on Laura Olympus? Uh, <laughs> the, the people need to know. <laughs> yes, they need to know. Phoebe. What are your episode? What are your opinions on this most recent episode? Wait, wait! Don't don't Phoebe, tell me no I'm not caught up yet. She, <laughs> up yet. she she literally is going to take to the surprise of no one a giant shit. <laughs> that is, please please know that uh, that is not in any way uh, correlated to Phoebe's opinions about Laura. <laughs> not whatsoever. Uh, it's uh, me, uh, a reflection of me and my character. It is nice to see at the end of the episode that Zuko and Iroh have a little bit of a positive like interaction, which we haven't yeah. gotten in a while. And him, Iroh apparently just has Roku's crown hairpiece thing mm-hmm. just well, stashed away. Oh, he's got it like in his butt or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's he's, he's got it, it in his somewhere. prison cell, which is like nobody yeah. questioned where that went. Why? I all right. Nobody yeah. like g- gave him a search before they put him in well, his cell. How, my question is, how did he even come into possession of it? Because okay, yeah, by some hand wavy, I'm like, oh yeah, uh, Roku. Uh, we don't mention about him having kids at all in this episode, but you, you, you're his great great grandson. Uh, uh, and also, your that top knot thing that was a gift that totally fell off the table and made a point to show it falling off the table as the giant island was falling into the <laughs> ocean under because Tafiti got really pissed off because Maui stole her heart <laughs> and y'all it was just it was not good. How did like who saved it? Where did this thing go from? Maybe, maybe unless, like, so- Sozin was, like, flying over. He's like, fuck that shit, man. I'm taking my... T- I'm, I'm taking this bit back. So he, he wasn't wearing it, like, in the very end scene when he's, like... I guess he's in his pajamas, right? Yeah, no, his beard is down da- and his hair are down. Yeah. And before he flees the their house and, like, as the uh, volcano is erupting, we see as they're fleeing the top knot piece like like the hair piece just fall off the table i i know exactly how iroh has that top okay. knot okay i know it's because iroh is a time lord <laughs> all right it's pretty solid pretty oh. solid here. Back <laughs> in time shout out to our dear friend time lord iroh uh-uh.
Um, yeah, I guess they would have had to dig it out. Do you think that they tried to go back and like get Roku's body or tried to find it? So no idea. That's like, yeah, I I assume maybe we'll find out how it got into Iroh's. No, but maybe not. Maybe it's just kind of a thing. Like it was meant to be a symbol and we're not really supposed to know. Maybe it's not actually like Mm. his, but it's still. Like, why does Iroh have it? How did he get it? And then if Zuko's just going to start wearing it, like, is nobody questioning why Zuko just has this, like, royal artifact that nobody officially gave him? Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> my my uh, my granddad's friend Roku had a hat like that. Hold on a second. <laughs> Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna question it, huh? Nobody, like, and then he, he does start wearing it, right? Like, in the next episodes, he just starts wearing it all the time, and nobody... Oh, does he? I, I think so, because I remember, like, seeing his hair pulled back a whole bunch, like, whenever he's doing, like... I get, has it grown back enough? Interesting. Yeah, I think he has it in that same top knot, and nobody's, like, that hairstyle w- looks weird on you, or... Where did you get that royal artifact crown that you're wearing right now? Who gave that to you? <laughs> so many questions. It's book. I, you know, I said it was it was supposed to be book two hair, but it continues into book three, folks. Like hair <laughs> is such a prominent yeah. motif. And we've actually talked about this on our discord, um, which is a fun place to be. And uh, there's the fan theories about hair on Avatar. It's just like. You know, yeah, pornography. To... There's there's something like there for everything on the internet. There's a fan theory for it. <laughs> hey, babe, how do people join our Discord? Oh, I mean, you mean how do people who enjoy and want to talk to us even more like how do they how do they do that? All right, this sounds like an ad. We have a Patreon, <laughs> folks. It's a Patreon, and if you want to support us, kick us a couple bucks. You can get into Discord for one dollar, one dollar a month. You're gonna lose one dollar in the wash a month. Like, throw it yeah. to us and get some cool, uh, make some cool new friends and hang out in the Discord where we nerd out about all sorts of stuff. But mainly Harry Potter and Avatar, and I'll sometimes go on a tangent about Star Star Trek. So if you like Star Trek, join this Discord so I have someone to talk about it with. <laughs> um, more so than myself, because <laughs> I I I well I appreciate Star Trek. Uh, I do have my limits. Um, but yeah, I was I was no, babe. The Outer Limits is a different show. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's a totally different thing. All right, so yeah, like what are so we get this. You know, I think we should, we're coming out on the end. We've talked about how we're questioning Avatar Roku's, you know, legacy or his time as the Avatar. Like, what what were you doing the whole time? Um, we've talked about, you know, and I honestly, this is a fan fiction I want to see. I want to see a gay fanfic of Sosin and... And Roku, that would be spicy. It's Pride Month. I'm sure it exists, but if it doesn't already, someone please write it. You're welcome. I just, my only, so not only do I know that that fanfic exists. Oh, yeah. My question is, are there two digits worth of them or three digits worth of them? Are there 60 fanfics about it or are there 400? I don't know. It could be any, either number. I mean, you don't have a fight like that without a lot of passion in the relationship. Well, hey, if anyone has a good one, please share it with me. <laughs> Roku, as he's like, as they're running, becomes the like, will it blend guy from YouTube. He's like, Woo! silly smoke. Don't breathe this. <laughs> 
Anyway. <laughs> memes. So many memes this episode. Just had to have that joke on the books in case Before, I wanted to use it. And then as he's saying that, he looks and he's got, he, he actually does breathe it. And he looks as his uh, once friend, uh, Sosin, just says, I got plans for this world. <laughs> you know, world domination. And just fl- rides off into the sunset on his dra- spirit dragon. He twirls his mustache that he, like, twirled into a point <laughs> when, like, off camera. Which I... That would have been a cool story to see. Like, okay, it makes sense for us, at least as a viewer at this point, why Avatar Roku has a dragon. We've met Fang before. Like, he gets a name this episode. That's cute. We're super... We're Team Fang. All the Avatars have really fun um, familiars. Um, I We're totally here. I think, honestly, that's something that I'd like to see. Every character, no matter what, you don't have to be a ranger. You don't have to be a druid. Doesn't matter. Any person, you don't have to be a, a sorcerer who, like, casts fine familiar. Fuck that. Everyone, if you want a familiar, you get one. Done. It's <laughs> Like it's a thing in D and D. It just—it doesn't have to be magical. It doesn't have to help you in any way. It's just you want a pet. Here you go. Get a dog. Don't worry, they won't die. Like even if they're in your backpack and you get fireballed, like it's fine. It's cool. It's fine. They bring you joy. Yeah, <laughs> but they can't get hurt. In their they can't get hurt. In their Pokeball. <laughs> but we don't go into that. Like that would have been a really cool story. Like out of nowhere in the end. Like oh wait, Sosin has a spirit dragon too. Like you know, I don't think Sosin has a spirit dragon. I just think that that the high ranking military officials of the Fire Lord of the Fire Nation have broken dragons like horses. Okay, are- so now is this like the Game of Thrones now? And like, are there no dragons in this huge war between the nations? Because something tells me if there were dragons. Um, uh, like and the Targaryens were ruling this shit. There would be no other nations left. They- <laughs> so where I, did all the dragons go? I'll tell you where all the dragons went, babe. They went to the Dragonbone catacombs. Yeah. Well, they did hunt them. Yeah. The com- the catacombs are lined with like dragon skulls. Uh. So I think the implication uh, is that the Fire Nation basically hunted them to all but extinction, and then threatened the others into doing their bidding. Do you think the other nations maybe hunted them too? Oh my god, this is the darkest timeline. Yeah, like what if the Fire Nation was using them as part of their like empire expansion plan and it's like the other nations did take oh part no, in killing them? This is them. like how to train your dragon too. Yeah. Cuz they didn't cuz they were killing they were killing other people or they were taking over. Oh my god. Mm. Do you think like the, the the Fire Lord was like, you know that I like that game What's that role-playing game called? And one of them's like Dungeons and Dragons, and he's like, "No, fuck that last part." <laughs> so instead of how except to tra- for mine, how fuck everybody yeah, else. Except for mine. <laughs> instead of how to train your dragon, it's how to season your dragon because they're oh, eating boy. them. Like, no, they're not eating them. I don't. I like mean, that. somebody would have had to. Why try. else? Are, yeah, what are right? they hunting them for? Like, they're more valuable alive. Is it for they, their ivory? They definitely are hunting them for sport, but I think they also probably have tried eating one at least once. Oh, it's yeah. Dressing Dragons! Show on Netflix. <gasps> definitely something. There's my plug for the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's a weird one. You ever see that one? It's called Drifting Dragons. I don't think so. It's more, I it's mean, like, there's a ma- manga too. I haven't read it. <gasps> is that like the like, CGI or like kind of 3D one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Like I have half, seen that. I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. Where like they have an airship and... Yeah. It's half a show where an airship 
hunts dragons and half a cooking show where they make delicious yeah, dishes. Yeah, they out of really the are really into that dragon meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching a little oh. bit of that. Oh my god! So that is some BGE, some big dragon energy. So speaking of dragons, since we're talking about them and we're talking about role playing games and stuff, what do you think it would have by? Hey, how how would you think? How would you feel about having some experience points? Uncle, do you realize what this means? I won't get to finish my game. Shouldn't there be a board or some pieces or something to jangle? I won Dungeons and Dragons, and it was advanced. Evil? Or maybe chaotic neutral? The Demogorgon! We're <laughs> deep shit. You've been shot by an arrow. Ow! Well, there'd be penalties to her experience if she acted out of alignment. So, uh, honey, we have gone through this episode we've gone through the highs and lows it is now time for us to give out who we thought critically failed and who uh was a natural success this episode i really think roku was trying some some nice persuasion checks the entire episode failed every single one of them <laughs> yeah. absolutely failed every single one of them I, his like, approach hey, to it was awful <laughs> maybe no war and then that became <laughs> like hey wait punch maybe no war still <laughs> the dm absolutely like asked him like okay what do you want to say to like diplomatically ask him to not do this war and he's like please don't <laughs> It's like, all right, <laughs> disadvantage. You've won the battle, so it's incapacitated. What are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to hit him with a roll of newspaper. Stop it. Stop it. I'm not coming back, but you better not do it again. Yeah. You're interrupting my soaps. <laughs> Trying to raise a family here and ignore all of my avatar duties. And you're really, yeah. you're really interrupting that right now. Can you not? Come on. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> So my crit fail this episode. No, can you go? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, uh, guys, I have to give it to Ang for shitting his pants. <laughs> like seriously, he shit his pants. Uh, but I don't know whether to give it a nat one or a nat twenty because I see both sides. I see the I see the brutal efficiency of the body being like, oh. This is a problem. Let me take yeah. care of this so I can go back to my <laughs> to my VR session. But I can I can also see like, yeah, wow, Ang's Ang probably could have like taken care of that beforehand. Like, like I said, the three day colon cleanse. He should have done it. Oh my god. So I'll err on the side of a nat twenty. I'll give his body points for just being as efficient as possible. Think I think a nat twenty for his friends too for being just oh, good enough. Nat twenties all around. Oprah Oprah Winfrey, you get a nat twenty. <laughs> you get a nat twenty. You get a nat twenty. My my crit fail goes to Avatar Roku for not mm-hmm. getting the hell out of Dodge when the Pompeii yeah. was That's a good literally yeah. exploding and his island was falling in the ocean and like, dude, I get it and it's. My only, this is my only thing that I could think about. And the only analogy I can think of is like in natural disasters, you know, think of like Hurricane Katrina when people are like, oh, why couldn't you just lick it up and leave? Like you have to leave. And it's like, not everyone can leave. You know, you're thinking mm-hmm. about ableism, like, uh, like, or people with transportation or like, where, where do you go? Like there is right, no it go. It comes down to privilege. Or yeah. like, yeah, like your entire life, like this home is the only thing that your family has that is your material wealth. And if you leave it, like there's nothing. And so then 
with Roku, I can, the only thing I can imagine is, you know, he's on an island a hundred miles away and from, you know, I don't know if that's a hundred miles away just from Sosin or from the nearest land. Uh, mm-hmm. but obviously he wanted to isolate himself. And I, what I noticed about his island, it was beautiful and vibrant and green. And so, I, I wonder if, you know, maybe there was this tension with, with Roku and he wanted to, within himself, and he intentionally, like, shunned the Fire Nation because, you know, he was too busy worried about the world at large. And, like, that's how kind of, like, and that conflict that he wanted to avoid with his friend, he kind of just let it, you know, grow. And was, that was how it was able to get under his radar. Um, mm. so, you know, that's my rationalization that I'll, that's how deep I have to go to figure out, okay, why would he want to be on this island out in the middle of nowhere, uh, and be like, why would he want to protect it? And like, was Jan like saving people? And it's like that he has such a deep attachment to this home that he, that that's the only place like, you know, that he had to save it. And rationally, so- even in the avatar, even the avatar is going to try and like protect the things that they they mm-hmm. love i don't know i feel like i can very much relate to roku in this moment because there are days where i get up and someone turns on the news and i watch it for 10 minutes and i'm like nope i'll deal with those <laughs> i'll process those emotions tomorrow i'm gonna go play video games difference I can't, though I can't right now is that you are not expected to be the world savior nobody told true. you when you were 18 years old it's like you're going to protect the entire planet now. That's your Listen, job. I didn't, I didn't want to, like, mention this on the podcast, but like, they did. I actually have so superpower with you guys. <laughs> I kind of am. It's a big deal. I just like that Roku, like, he does his, his training, and then he's like, all right, I'm the Avatar. I did it. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go raise a family now. See you guys. <laughs> I shot four different elements in the cardinal directions, and it was impressive, so I'm the That's Avatar it. now. I did it. Completed all my tasks. Let's let's do regular life stuff now. It, it's almost like by staying on the volcano, like the DM is like, "Hey, you got to get out of there, man!" Like, you're, like Roku's gonna die, and he's like, "Ah, I'm bored of Roku. I want to roll up an avatar." <laughs> and he just starts rolling up an air nomad. Oh my god! <sighs> what about crit think, fail? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I think my crit success has to go to Sozin. He did everything that he wanted to do. He completed yeah. everything that he everything that he had goals for. He I, weaponized <laughs> uh he weaponized Roku's empathy and kindness. Mm-hmm. Like those scam callers do that try to get money out of old women. <laughs> Can't say we agree with uh the means but the or the motives, but mm-hmm. they yeah. He did it. Wish it wanted do it. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a really girl bossed his way up the ranks, you know, <laughs> took control. That girl boss says in. It's like mansplain, manipulate, male wife. He just, he did all, <laughs> all the things. He took care of it. Started a war. And I will say, I think that his original intention of, you know, expand our empire because we have so much wealth and everybody's happy. Let's share it with the world. That idea is a good idea, but it comes from a place of isolation. And Sozin never interacted with the other nations, never thought to ask, do they want that? Are they may like, are they actually unhappy over there? Or, hey, future colonies with the colonizers and the wealth, <laughs> we're going to come in and would you mind if we stole you all your natural resources? Yeah. You don't seem <laughs> hey, to be using this. This is a sharing. 
This is us sharing. Yeah. Just so you know, we're it's us sharing, sharing our <laughs> prosperity with you forcibly. <laughs> it feels like Thanos just like like killing off half the population and being like, "All right, where's my thank you?" It's like, <laughs> oh I God. solved world, guys. I solved world hunger. I did. Yeah. And all I had to do was slaughter all your friends and family. What if I snap my fingers a second time? Think of like you know we could be running the whole multiverse. <laughs> Uh, crit success is also for me going to be Sosin, but it's not going to be who you think. Uh, for me, it is Sosin's voice actor in this episode, who of all fucking people is Ron fucking Perlman. Oh my god, that's so wild. I had no idea. Yep, I didn't either. When I was watching this episode, I was like, who the fuck is that like i know this actor like why can't i think of it and uh yeah i i'm ashamed i had to look it up but um it was it's ron perlman who is uh you know one of our favorite actors Mm. is a lot of guillermo del toro's hellboy great movie uh but yeah i knew that i knew all the things that you're saying right now i knew that before (laughs) you said them oh my god Um, i knew exactly who he was well (laughs) is there anything else about this episode ma'am that you would like to share with the class i have the other one uh well i have the i have the other one i have my other one what is it it's a the crit fail goes to um wait you already already did oh yours was a crit success yeah and shitting his pants is a crit success (laughs) like okay like you have have succeeded in optimal time management my dude <laughs> <Okay>. congratulations <laughs> um my crit fail is sozin bringing up politics at roku's wedding that's so rude man don't do it don't do that he didn't read Special the whiteboard on the fridge saying these are the list of acceptable like conversation starters yeah, at talk about how much you hate the new star wars movie i don't care just don't fucking bring up politics that and don't propose and he probably did that too yeah, yeah, and then he went to his he went to his wife who was wearing white. Like he's just like, oh, look how pretty I am. <laughs> I look like the bride. Tee <laughs> fucking assholes. Oh my god, <laughs> worst wedding guests ever. This is the wedding burners. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. You know what? Here, here we are. The the end's always the best because I think that was the episode title. See, it's going to be tough, because I'm right now torn between that, my best frenemy, and Aang shit his pants. (laughs) I shot my pants. Can always just do both. Honey, where can people find you if they want to follow you and, like, engage with your content? Oh, wow. Because it's all great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitch. All the same username. I don't know why I'm looking at the camera right now, but all the same username. (laughs) All the same username, Honey Baby, with threes instead of E's. It'll probably be in the title somewhere. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely link it in the show okay. notes for sure. I'll have it all linked in the show notes. Yeah, I do nerd stuff. I play video. I'm still looking at the camera. I don't know why I keep doing it. You can't, it's, hey, you can't break the habit. Like, it's okay. I do, I do art, and I do Monster Hunter and Valheim and vampire games and sometimes i play smash or pass with five minutes freddy's characters which <laughs> scott knew what he was doing he knew he knew he knew when he made them all hot <laughs> i saw a video that was about like smash or pass with like brands like brand mascots so it was like the jolly green giant i don't know maybe i could fuck with the jolly green giant <laughs> who knows who knows what he's got what? into that loin that like 
that tunic of his. Tony, oh Tony the Tiger started it all. Yeah. Tony the Tiger smash for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely smash. Easy smash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that lucky the leprechaun. Uh, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm not sure he's lucky enough to get there with me. <laughs> I think he's. I think he looks a little too like much gingers. like a child for me. I like gingers. gingers. Yeah, you know what? The age of actually, it's probably the age difference. Leprechaun. He's probably much older than you. And right, that's it, probably I got it all beat. Okay, Aaron Insurance is <laughs> perhaps the most fuckable uh, brand icon in the world. Was that like the secret agent from the e-surance commercial? Yeah, the e-surance commercial. The girl with the pink hair. She cute. And the here gecko we are. from Geico. Oh, the gecko? Totally. Yeah. Gecko for, sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, uh... Oh, sure. Aunt Jemima, easy smash. Come on. Uh, well, folks, that's it for our show. Uh, <laughs> thank you, honey, for coming on and thank talking so Avatar with here, us. Honey. Oh, my God. You guys are so welcome. <laughs> It's been a pleasure, and we will definitely have you on again. Count on uh, it. For sure. Yeah, I'll welcome to the Cora. Cabbage fr- Patch, it's friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find uh, Alex and Zach, us cabbages, we cabbages, on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter, my cab, or cab, at CabbageCast, and on Twitter. Wow, I'm really, really fucking bad at this. You can do, do Do you want me to run through it? No, nope, I got it. I, it's my turn this episode. God right, damn it. it. I've got it. this. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at CabbageCast, on Instagram at MyCabbageCast, because the fucking other one was taken. And <laughs> Probably by us years ago, and I don't know the password. And you know what? That, quinc- <laughs> that coincidentally also happens to be our email. If uh, 140 characters are uh, too short, then you can put it in an email. We will read it on the show. Uh, we actually love it when you do that. And you, uh, mycabbagecast at gmail.com. And if you can't um, get there um, and it's too much in this day and age, then can at least leave us a review, maybe. Uh, give us a star wherever you listen to Pod, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Five stars, five star please. Review. I want to see a five star review this week. That five just star review, says, please. I want to see a five star review this week that just says five star. Anxious. Chat his pants. Five stars. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Alex. And this has been Mark Cabbages. Mark Cabbages. And now it's our podcast. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. As a matter of fact, they do not. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.